Welcome back to the Whole Health Empowerment Project and happy holidays. I am your host, Trisha, and thank you so much for listening to this episode today and listening to any episodes that you were able to listen to this year. I'm very grateful for you and for that. The next few episodes are episodes that I picked out especially for you, and I think that they'll help you get through this holiday season. I will be taking a few weeks off to spend time with my little guy. I always tell you guys to take some time for self-care, and so I'm going to try to do that for myself as well. I will be back with new episodes in January, at the beginning of January, and I thank you again so much for your support. Have a great holiday season, and see you in January. Today we will spend some time talking about the difference between knowing and doing when it comes to lasting behavior change. We will discuss how you can make the transition from knowing and doing including creating awareness about the behavior that you want to change, identifying beliefs that you have about yourself, creating a supportive environment, and maintaining consistency. All of these things are important when we talk about lasting behavior change. So come listen in, come join us. Recently, I have found myself baking an immense amount of holiday cookies and they are constantly around my kitchen and my line of vision. I find myself eating cookies all of the time. In the morning with my tea, somehow cookies now have become a thing. Before dinner, and when I'm eating dessert, sitting on the couch, watching Frozen with my son. I never thought I need cookies in my life, but apparently I do. I'm eating them pretty mindlessly, and I'm probably not even very hungry. I know that I don't want to be eating them, but I continue to eat the goddamn cookies. It's because they're delicious and they're offering me some kind of comfort. Knowing that if I eat the cookies, I'll probably have some weight gain. I'll probably have pretty low energy and I'll feel sluggish. All those things aren't quite enough to stop me from eating the cookies. What they're doing, those cookies for me, is they're creating and giving me some kind of comfort and relief from the emotions that I feel from my day job that I have, which are particularly difficult, those emotions. And I've now prioritized the feeling of comfort over any knowing that I have about what's going to happen if I eat those cookies. So I know we all have examples of doing a behavior that we know we don't want to be doing whether it's eating too much or smoking or drinking too much or not sleeping or exercising enough. We've talked on here and I know that just in general, the effects of all of these things have been well studied. So most of us know the consequences of doing those behaviors. But what I'm finding is, is that having that knowledge isn't quite enough from stopping us from doing that behavior. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about knowing doesn't equal doing. So what does knowing mean? Knowing is gaining knowledge about how to change a habit. It's much easier to do that than to actually change the habit. So gaining knowledge helps us understand why something is important and necessary for our life. 
it doesn't really require any more effort than the learning part. It requires listening and kind of having some thoughts about it. But knowing what to do doesn't actually change the behavior. Doing the doing part of that requires that extra step of initiating and creating a plan to achieve the goal or the habit that you really want. The doing part requires effort and consistency. And sometimes emotions get in the way that make it difficult to make those changes to occur. So if you're tired or angry or stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, all of those things, you know, may get in the way of you actually doing the behavior that you want to do to achieve the goal. So now that we've talked about what knowing is and what doing is, which I know we we all know that they're not the same. What are some of the next steps that we can do to make a lasting change? So what are some of the things that we can start to do today to transition from, you know, the knowing part to actually making the, the change and the, and to the doing part. So awareness is the first thing. What is it that you want to be doing? So identifying the habit that you want to change is really important because you're not going to be able to change the habit if you don't know that it's a problem or if it's something that you desire. So it's kind of just an overview of trying to figure out, okay, what is my habit that I want to change? Is it something that's positive in my life and it will bring you to like the positive goal that you've identified? Or is it something that is a little bit more negative and it's going to take you further away from what your goal is? It will be hard to change a habit if you are unable to identify its impact that it has on on your life. So what are some habits that you're doing that, that are helping you achieve your goals? And what habits are you doing that are making it much harder to achieve the goals that you desire? Next, we're going to talk about beliefs. So I don't know if anyone's read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Pretty awesome book. I recommend it. One of the things that he talks about, you know, the whole book is about habit formation is he says that basically it's really hard to change the habit if you've never changed the underlying beliefs of your past behavior. And that true behavior change comes from having a change in your overall identity. So what you believe about yourself will have an effect on making the behaviors last longer than just a few times. So I think for most of us, we can do a habit, you know, one or two times or, you know, maybe for a week, but like, what is it that makes that habit that you desire become something that's life lifelong or lasts a much longer time than just a, than just a couple of days? What, what basically that book talks a lot about is that, you know, you may be able to change a behavior for a few days, but you won't be able to maintain the the behavior for a lifetime if you don't align the behavior with the belief that you have in yourself. So if you identify as someone who doesn't like to exercise, this is just an example, then that belief that you have that you don't like to exercise will make it much harder for you to make the new habit of exercising stick because now you've identified as someone who doesn't like to exercise. So even though you want to exercise, you may not prioritize exercise because you don't believe you can, or you won't be motivated enough to maintain it. So that's just one example of how, you know, how the belief in yourself is and how that's going to impact if you're able to 
you know, create lasting behavior change. So how do you start to align the behavior that you want to your identity? Well, you, it's going to be based on habits. You basically have to identify the habit that you want and then figure out what your belief is behind that habit and, you know, basically do the habit and you have to do the habit consistently. The habit over time will, will help transform your identity. So since we've used exercise as the main example, if you then start exercising, you know, most days of the week, then you can be like, oh, okay, that's now becoming something that's more automatic and that's becoming more a part of your identity. The more you repeat the behavior, the more that behavior brings you closer to who you want to become. So now you can see yourself as somebody who exercises as opposed to someone who doesn't like to exercise. So it's the actual action of doing the behavior that helps create the identity that you want. And then over time, because you've now reinforced, you've reinforced your identity by doing the behavior over and over again, you start to believe that you can do it and that you start to believe in the person that you're becoming. So the more evidence you present to yourself that you can do something, the more you will do it because it's becoming part of your identity. Next, we're going to talk about environment. So the goal here is to align your environment to support the goal or the habit that you're trying to create or achieve. So with environment, it may be harder over the long term to maintain willpower and motivation. And what's really going to help that is to create an environment that's really conducive to supporting the behavior that you have. So it may be a lot easier to avoid temptation altogether than to have to resist it. So for example, if you want to eat healthy and your goal is not to eat junk food, then the best way to avoid not eating junk food is to not have junk food lying around where you have access to it and you can see it. So that's a way that you can change the environment to support the goal that you have. If you want to make exercise a priority, maybe have your workout clothes and sneakers out so that when you come home from work, you see them and then you do that instead of laying on the couch. In that Atomic Habits book, it's interesting because they talk about also in your environment is like if you have a couch, having a defined space of where you do things. So your couch, if you're doing work on your couch and you're sleeping on your couch and watching TV, like it's just to really have like a defined space for each thing that you do. We can take that whole part out. So if you want to make sure you get eight hours of sleep, then create an environment that supports sleep. And that would be like having an evening ritual or having a dark room and staying away from social media. So all of these examples are ways to make your environment conducive to supporting the doing of the new habit. And then lastly, it's all about consistency, not perfection. In order for a new habit to occur and it's, it's about the consistency. It's about doing the behavior over and over again. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's the act of the behavior, not how good it is done that matters. Consistency is what helps create a habit and consistency is what is going to help form the identity that we've talked about. And it's also going to provide motivation 
at times when, when it feels really hard. The behavior itself doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be completed. So when you're doing a behavior, aim for consistency and completion, not perfection. So most of us know what to do, but we just don't actually know how to start the doing part. We rely on motivation to keep us going, not considering that motivation fades over time. The journey into changing behavior will take time, consistency, effort, and determination. It will require you to become aware of your beliefs, align those beliefs with your identity of who you want to become. It will need for you to create an environment that's conducive to the habits that you desire. And the main thing is for you to be really consistent in your action. All of these things put together will help you have a lasting behavior change and it will help you get from the knowing part to the actually doing part, which is, which is the goal of all of this, right? So to remind you, it's going to be messy, this whole behavior change process. It may be messy. It may be hard, but it's not about being perfect. It's about doing it and just getting better at it. So it's just about being 1% better each day. So thanks for listening and I'll see you guys back here next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.